finish it up. It's now time for Mark's Side of the Ring, the pro wrestling podcast where three marks... I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. Discuss pro wrestling like it's real. And now, here's Dick Ford. And Hogan, you big ball son of a bitch, kiss my ass! Joey Vegas. Oh, oh, how about your foot? And Mike Madness. Oh, yeah! Welcome to Mark's Side of the Ring, the wrestling podcast where three Marks talk about pro wrestling as if it was real. I am the third biggest mark of the show. I am his uh, Ford, and I'm going to introduce you to the second biggest mark on the show. His name is uh, Vegas. I'm the biggest in stature. True. Yes. And then the absolute biggest mark on this show, he's a mark for himself. He's a mark for Vince McMahon and his sexual allegations. He thinks that Vince was innocent. His name is Madness. Madness. I am the mark of all marks, Mr. I'm Dick, just kidding. And he, that is the gimmick I choose. He that doesn't think that I Vince choose. was innocent. He's, I'm just kidding. And and I, I I did believe, I did say it, it's documented on our shows before, that I did think this, this was a work at first when it happened because they were putting it on air and he was going to come out on SmackDown and address this thing. But here we are now and it is not. So I am the mark of all marks. And we are what, three days away, four days away from Halloween? Yes. And uh, we're ready to get going here on our uh, gimmicks episode. Yeah, we have a lot to get to tonight. We're going to watch a Chamber of Horrors match from WCW 1991. Something tells me it's going to be horrible. We have the gimmick battle royal from the big show in Houston there, WrestleMania 17. And we got some top three lists that we have made our, our favorite and uh, worst gimmicks that, you know, us individually could come up with. And since we do them individually, we might have some, some repeats on those. And before we dive right into this chamber of horrors match, which by the way, if you wanted to find it on your PCAC, it's a season three, episode one, WCW Halloween havoc. Season three, episode one, we're at three minutes and 42 seconds or so. And today is the actual 31st anniversary of this event. It aired on October 27th, 1991. So you say 31st? Yes. So Halloween's on the 31st. Is it not? Well, look at that. Wow. There you go. We really tied this in nicely. See, This is why I picked these episodes here, because they make sense. Unlike Dick Ford, who wants to watch all kinds of shit that flips and flops all over the place. Fucking cure his little ego over there. Wow. All right there, clown shoes. So here's the deal. So two episodes ago, we discovered, we discovered, we watched um, Bad Blood, Hell in a Cell, and we talked at length about how the WWE has ruined the Hell in a Cell match by making it a pay-per-view and uh, bastardizing it, I believe is what I called it. Well, Madness, either... The stuff that we talk about on this show either is just way too smart or someone's listening because it is rumored now 
that the Hell in a Cell, as a standalone pay-per-view or event or premium live event, will no longer take place. That's right. Hunter Hearst Helmsley is taking Hell in a Cell off the pay-per-view calendar. Thank God. And you know, that's not any surprise whatsoever to me. I know Joey Vegas probably thinks the same because I know Paul Levesque, Mr. Triple H himself does listen to the show. Oh, very good. And I, I, I'm more than confident that he heard what we had to say. He took that, uh, that, that news from three marks, that, that opinion from our, our valued opinion. He took that in and he, he nixed this thing. And, um, Hey, you know what? Good for you, Triple H. Good for you. You, you know, you listen to three of the smartest guys, uh, that are affiliated with this business. Yeah. It, very much so to Bruce Pritchard's uh, chagrin. Uh, he, we are going to get rid of the Helen Cell paper. Oh, Pritchard doesn't want to get rid of yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, well, that doesn't surprise From me. From my inside sources. He yeah. says he was fighting f- to keep it. Well, he used to play Brother Love. So. Pritchard, Pritchard always, Pritchard's a cool guy. I like him. I like his podcast, or at least I used to. But he always seems like he's the uh, let's just keep everything how it is kind of guy and, and, and didn't want to move too much in, in any which way. Well, he needs to. He's. I still believe he's on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to go away anyway. I think he's too much of from the uh, McMahon regime. And uh, it's just a matter of time before Bruce Pritchard eventually just goes back to strictly podcasting with Conrad Thompson. And that's exactly where I think he belongs at this point. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we will start this, this, this show here, our watch-along portion of this show. With the Chamber of Horrors match from the 1991 Halloween Havoc show. Again, that's season three, episode one, under Peacock. Three minutes and 42 seconds is where I'm at, and that's where you should be at. So this is a match. Uh, well, I mean, we got El Gigante, who was, uh, what, Giant Gonzalez in WWF. Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, and Sting going up against Abdullah the Butcher Big Van Vader, Cactus Jack, and the Diamond Stud, who will go on to be known as Scott Hall. And I believe the object of this match is to put a member of the opposing team into a chair. Oh, an electric chair. Oh, this is that. And then pull the fatal lever. I believe that's this. Is this that that match? The electric chair match? Oh, my God. Now, I don't know that because the one that I'm familiar with involves Mick Foley, and I believe that's... uh, What's the dude here I'm looking at? I can't. Uh, That's Cactus his... Jack. He's in this match. Oh, yeah, well, Cactus Jack. But then uh, there's another guy in there who gets it. The, who ends up getting the chair. He's in there with the Steiners. This might be the, the match. Let's go ahead. And well, get I know who ends up getting the chair. You want me to give it away? No, let's not. Okay, because if it's the same match, I know who gets the chair. All right, but well, you've now never guess... seen it before. But I've never seen it. Uh-huh. Well, let's figure it out. But let's I know who it. gets the chair. Are we ready for Joey Vegas's legendary countdown? Yeah. Should I tell you off, Mike? who I think it is, so you can listen to it later here. I'll tell you right now. Mm-hmm. All right. I told him All off right, mic. He, he told me off mic. So we'll see if that comes uh, into uh, fruition. So, yeah, Vegas, if you want to count us down, a three, two, one, a play, we'll get this shindig started. All right. Three, two, one, play. Of Halloween Havoc from Chattanooga, Tennessee, is the Chamber of Horrors. This special so, uh, David Michael Chapetta. I wish it was Chamber of Horrors match, but oh. uh, did the uh, doing the uh, announcing there? Look that's at a, look at this set. That this a, is awesome. <laughs> pretty cool cage, though. I'll, I'll give him credit for the cage. This this cool. pyro is up there with the AEW uh, death match. This is big budget, baby. Yeah, big budgets. Oh, there we go. 
Looks like some kids had a, uh, Sparkler like a fake haunted house outside of their house. <laughs> this is. I love yeah, the if you're looking, sparklers. if you're watching with us here, you're, you're seeing some of the worst pyro you may have ever seen at a wrestling show. As a matter of fact, I think I've seen better Fourth of July pyro from my fucking retarded uncle. Wow. Um, and uh, special oh, needs uncle. Word. No. Yeah, but, go back and edit that. Yeah, your special needs special uncle. Needs uncle. <laughs> yeah. There's the. Hey, it's little Guido. There's the lever. That's that little Guido. I know. It's big Guido. That's El Gigante. Who, El, it's Giant El Gonzalez, right? Now, this man, this man had no business being in the wrestling industry. Can we just talk for a second how let's let's compare when he goes to it's a family show when he goes to WWF McMahon puts him in that ridiculous, horrible outfit. Unbelievable. In now, that's WC, a Halloween costume right there in WCW, which is before his WWF run. What is he, an elephant in WCW? He looks more like a legitimate wrestler. And don't you dare make fun of the Vader entrance. You got the big the big Van Vader yes. entrance where he wore that uh that mask. You can't make is, fun of this. This that I is wasn't the making, coolest thing. I was yes. asking No, I said is he is he an elephant? Is he an elephant? Yeah, the mask looks like an elephant. The mask looks Yeah, the mask He's a mask. He's a mastodon. He's a mastodon. He has a tusk. Yeah. Is that what that is? Here comes Scott Hall, the diamond stud. Yeah, look but, at him. Yeah, but looking, we don't we don't know he was ever in WCW. Don't he's looking all, every bit of jacked up. Look at him. All, all three guys so far are dead. It's a body business. All three guys are dead. Yeah, sad. Mm-hmm. Sadly, yes. Thanks. In fact, one well, of these tombstones here reads Mike. I know a guy named Mike who's dead. Oh, here he comes. Here comes Cactus Jack. This guy's surprise isn't dead. He's got his chainsaw. I'll chainsaw Charlie in about mm-hmm. not eight years later. He may not be dead physically, but politically he's dead. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's funny seeing these guys like back in 91. You're like, I didn't even like before I grew up, like, I didn't even know these guys were here before. Like, what is this? Well, so far, all three guys, I mean, other than Vader, have made their name in the WWF after this, really. Yeah. I guess you can argue Cactus Jack as well, but he really made his name in there. Steiners had some bangers in New Japan, of course, and they had some bangers in the States, but Steiners are always a quality tag team in my opinion. The 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 problem though with the Steiners is when you mention the Steiner brothers, you th- all people think of is Big Papa Pump and his math. Well, that's because Big Papa Pump was a bigger star than Oh Rick. Than yeah, the, yeah. No, no, than the, even this Scott Steiner. Oh yes. As Abdullah the Butcher. Gotta love Abdullah the Butcher. Absolutely. He's just the butcher. Yeah, he's just a butcher here. I don't know why. Kimmy dropped the Abdullah probably to. Why? It's his name. I mean, like it's his gimmick. Yeah, but wasn't ninety one? Wasn't that the Gulf War? Like, I mean, he's still wearing the. No, he's right. They probably wanted to get rid of that Middle Eastern name at that time. In nineteen ninety one, he's right. That was right in the the midst of the of the war because that same year we had Sergeant Slaughter as an Iraqi sympathizer on the other channel. Like what? Okay, so these these name graphics. Why, like, why is Stings all the way over to the right? Because it's WCW. Like, they were lucky they spelled his name right. Yeah, I don't know whoever was doing that as some unpaid intern um, who who knew how to use some sort of computer. That's probably why, Joey Vegas. It's very off-centered, and if you have any type of OCD brain, you will catch that, which apparently you do, as do I. Abdullah the Butcher. uh, Peak physical condition. Let me first. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are close. Let me tell you this. 
Abdullah the Butcher with those boots and his run in all Japan makes my penis hard. How about that? Well, well all right. No homo. You know, that is very homo, but that's okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. You know, I, to, I have to recover from my R word from earlier, and we support the homosexual <laughs> LBGTQ LBCDADP plus community. On this show and channel, except for the trans. Vegas, why do you have to hate on Abdullah the Butcher? I didn't say anything. I yes, said you instantly physical... made, you fat shamed uh, him. You instantly uh, made fun of his size. Well, yeah, yeah, at least Vader. I mean, Vader's size, but I mean, Abdullah the Butcher, the titties. I mean, geez, he's got floppier titties than uh, Anna Nicole Smith. I mean, he does be, have we shouldn't some be, floppy We titties. shouldn't be body shaming on the show. We should accept everybody for what they are and, and, and as they are in stature, in size, and, and just this is be a body happy business. that they're there. Abdullah's got the wrong kind of body. Not if you're Vince McMahon. It's strictly a size business. Yeah, and the body Abdullah doesn't matter. The, mucho big. Yeah, this matters on how large you are. So there's caskets all around the ring. Yes, there are coffins all around the ring in a cage. This is very similar to a Hell in a Cell structure. Uh, if you're not watching along with us, it's got a little less room outside of the ring and actually looks very awkward and uncomfortable out there with caskets as well. So they're really uh, fighting for some real estate here to put this kind of match together, it looks like. And if you notice when I gave you the time cue, I said three minutes and 42 seconds because this is literally the first match on the show. Yeah, we're usually never doing the openers. So, yeah, three minutes was an early one for us. And I, I wonder why this opened up being such a, you know, being a very uh, higher higher profile match with a lot of big names, but I guess maybe they wanted to have the cage ready for have it up. Oh yeah, I guess you're assemble right. Assemble it. Yeah, because well, no, but then but but if it's the main event, yeah, if but it's the main event, the show ends. Oh, I know why. They don't have to put the cage up. They put it. They didn't up lower the, the paper. They didn't lower the cage at this point. They were they had to go and the, the guys came from the back to assemble the cage. No, there's no, there's something. There's there's there's. There's a reason, and it might be the electric chair gimmick. There's, there's, well, there's a, a reason, reason this is on first. I remember a this is on first. I remember hearing a, a listening to a podcast. Was it Ski of Own? Some podcast. If this is the electric chair, some podcast I was listening to, they explained why this match went on first, and maybe it will come to me. As 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 we watch it here, but I want to think. I can't remember. Maybe it'll come to me. Yeah. So it says it was first because it it was built as the main event, but it was first so they did not lose pay per view time while assembling the cage later in the show. Well, there you go. Yeah. Pleasure. Oh. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because I guess once you have this match, then you tear down the cage, you can make time cue changes. Because on pay-per-view, that's a hard stop. Yeah. It's a hard stop on pay-per-view. It's not like you're on Turner. Yeah, and the same company would fuck that up about seven years later with DDP and Goldberg, right? Yep, and they had to refund. And that was a Halloween Havoc as well. They had to refund a bunch of pay-per-views for that. So now we have this... The electric chair. I mean, who thought this has to be dusty? Who thought this <laughs> has thought, to be dusty? Who thought of this? I can Google Please that. Please well. Google that. Somebody let me know. Isn't this why we like wrestling? Isn't this why we like wrestling? Come on. What do you want every match to be? Just some singles match? It's a work rate. 
stunner. Like you're gonna run dry on that shit. You need stupid crap in here to like well, get a laugh to to to. to to make the other matches even appear better, like this, this is just nonsense, silly Cactus shit. Cactus Jack's hey, gonna get up bleeding. But you're not telling me, you're not telling me, you're not entertained right now. Oh lord, look at the guys in the white, the white suits, the white faces. Oh, this is classic. This is perfect. See, this is a Halloween fucking episode to watch. Oh, yeah. for, for this, our, this, our this is this seems like a match that you would pick. Absolutely, I've never seen this match, and no, neither has my two other idiot co-hosts. Correct, I've never seen this. Correct. Uh, this is our first time actually watching this, though we have seen highlights of this match before. I know I have. I just never actually sat down and watched this in full. Referee so. camera. Whoa, re- whoa, referee. Oh, it's referee. Oh, referee. The referee camera. Yeah. Oh, it's a ref. It's a camera on the referee's head. Yeah. That is that is taking shots inside of the cage. Yeah. I imagine um, if he had a GoPro strapped to his head. I mean, yeah, that would have been great. It's kind of like what Absolutely. he's doing right now, right? I, I can't believe, though, that we're not watching Halloween Havoc 89 uh, with Terry Funk the great and the great Muda versus Ric Flair and Sting. Because that was probably a good match. That's probably and Madness true. wanted to give it was, us It was this. the electrified Thunderdome cage match. Oh, that's probably awful, too. <laughs> because you can't, you can't do these sorts of gimmicks like this in front of a live crowd and have it come off well. If wrestling was a movie, then you could put whoever loses this match in an electric chair, and you could probably you'll make it look a hundred times better. It would be like that boneyard match they did with AJ yes. Styles and, and the Undertaker. They call them cinematic actually... matches now. That's what they oh, call them. Yeah, they've had a few of those. Yes. Yeah, so if you did, and, and thank you to Impact and Matt Hardy for starting those first. Um, but yes, if this was a cinematic match, they'd be able to fry. Whoever gets into the chair, and I know who it is. Yeah, gonna... I also know who it is. I've seen the ending of this before. Yeah, uh, I've never seen the ending. I just I remember listening to the podcast. Who's so, this? Uh, who we got here in the black mask? I that? don't know who that is. That guy's handcuffed. Yeah, I don't even see him get I, introduced. I, isn't that um, DDP? No, because D- DDP goes with the diamond stud, right? Yeah, but I don't think that guy's DDP. No. I don't think so. I mean, D- I know, I know. DDP Remember, comes DDP's in. a monster. Oh yeah. Remember, he's like six ten. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I don't know who this guy is, but should we? Can we go over? Um, can we go? Here's the reefer eye camera. Can we go mm-hmm. over the Meltzer ratings for this match? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, should we do Ryan. the whole? Should we should do the whole show, right? Or, or are we going to come back to this show maybe at one? Well, even if, uh, even if we no, come I'd back s- to it, we could do the ratings again. We wouldn't be at the show again for probably another year at least. Yeah, but we so, could, we could, if we ever come back, we could still do the ratings again. I don't yeah, care. The chances can, are, uh, in in the spirit of our gimmick episode, Dick Ford, I'm going to hand the torch back to you and give you your gimmick back. I have been reading the star ratings for the last couple of weeks, and you can have it back, even though the crowd has enjoyed the way I have done it over you, and the the reviews are out, and they are fucking outstanding for the way I did it. I'm gonna go ahead and give it back to you and let you catch up to my standards so you sir may go ahead with your reading of the Meltzer ratings so 8,900 people are in this arena the UTC arena here in Chattanooga Tennessee (laughs) and uh, this is the opener these chamber of of horrors match that we are watching and Meltzer's going to give this old classic here a negative two stars oh my god not a shocker as we have a giant electric chair sitting in the middle of a ring you can't wrestle anymore it's now it's it, this match if you're not watching at home 
It is in, there's an electric chair, a big time, a big, big bulky electric chair inside of another cage was lowered and is now sitting in the middle of the ring. So you cannot wrestle anymore in this ring. So what this ring and what this match has has turned into is a punch and kick match. It's basically a battle royal with and battle royal ring sucks. And yes. caskets are and there are also caskets on the outside of the ring, as we said before. So that limits even more room. So this is really awkward and actually very interesting to see, but very, very bizarre. Watching the El, El Gigante here try to sell some sell some maneuvers. My goodness. You know, I know you don't want me to use the term sports entertainment anymore on the show, but I mean, this is sports entertainment. So the next match on this show, after they probably take about 20 minutes to tear down the cage, is Big Josh, who would go on to be Doink, and PN News going up against Creature Number 1 and Creature Number 2. That's Joey Mags and Johnny Rich. Yes. And the third match here is beautiful Bobby Eaton against Terrence Taylor. And, uh, oh, sorry, I didn't give you the rating for that second match. The Big Joss match got a star and a quarter. The beautiful Bobby and Terrence Taylor match, looks like it's going to be the highest rated match on the card, is a three and a half stars. Because it's Bobby Eaton and he could wrestle a broom. Joey Vegas. He wants to read the star ratings. He's forgetting to do it. It's not even reading them. Yeah. (laughs) Not, he's, he wants his gimmick back. Maybe one time. day I can get up to your level. Uh, Johnny B. Ben, the fourth match, uh, defeated Jimmy Garvin for a star rating of two and three quarter. Steve Austin defends the WCW war, uh, television title successfully against Dustin Rhodes in a match that also got three and a half stars. Uh, Bill Kazmaier and Oz. That's right. Oz. Dr. Oz? No, Kevin Nash Oz. Oh. Uh, also condolences to uh, Big Kev on the loss of his son. Minus a half star for Big Bill Kazmaier and Oz. Van, Ham- uh, Van Hammer and Doug Summers wrestled in a one minute and 13 second throwaway negative star, negative one star match. Brian Pillman against Richard Morton. Uh, which should be Ricky Morton, I'm sure. Yeah, that is uh, the man formerly known as Ricky Morton there. For the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship, one star. The WCW Halloween Phantom beat Tom Zink in a one-star match. Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco beat Firebreaker Chip and Todd Champion for the WCW World Tag Team titles. That's a star and a quarter. Uh, And lastly... In the main event of the show, Lex Luger defended the WCW World Heavyweight Championship against Ron Simmons and also got three and a half stars. So three and a half stars was the highest rated, uh, highest rating for the matches on this card. And three of them got that rating. And the uh, WCW Halloween Phantom, if you're wondering, was ravishing Rick Rude. There we go. Yeah. So in essence, in essence, this show uh, is not the worst show that you could think of because there were actually some pretty good matches uh, in amongst the crap. 
Yes. Or or did this match suck so hard that it set the tone that they had to make the it made the other matches look like three and a half star matches? What do you say? I would say yes to the casual mark, but the Dave Mark uh, Zer, uh <laughs> he he probably wouldn't do that. No. Yeah, you're these are Meltzer correct. ratings. Yeah. I mean, beautiful Bob Eaton probably had a good match. I could trust. Very Dave. fair. There yeah. are some good workers on this card here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I am surprised that Lex Luger and Ron Simmons in a 19-minute two out of three falls match as the main event got three and a half stars. Nope. I I don't see Lex Luger having that many high star matches. Here we go. There it is. Oh, he's electrocuting. Abdul the Butcher. This We've is got, this is better fireworks than the death match. This, in is, AW. this is better than the exploding barbed wire. Yes. I mean, his head's not on there, but he's smoking. Well, you know they're, yeah. you know they're marking out in the crowd right now. This is their, their minds well, are blown. Listen. Let's listen. What a wild matchup! The ring's even on fire. They use sticks. They use steel. A lot of blood was spilled, and Abdullah felt the power of the chair of torture. He's still alive, though. Yeah, he's still breathing. And gentlemen, the winners of the Chamber of Horrors, the team of El Gigante, the Steiner Brothers, and Steve. Now, Jim, apparently the big guy is still out. Wild. That's crazy. Well, I have been around uh, the sport probably more years than I like to comment on, but I have never, ever witnessed a cage match with a ferocity of that one. You had eight men in there. Now, this is our Jim Ross trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. That was... Yep. The problem is, is that... Well, I mean, there's a lot of problems with this. I mean, this is uh, definitely a match where you really have to go out of your way to uh, suspend disbelief. Yes. But, like, you would think if you and got... the cage is raising, so they didn't have to tear the cage down. Oh, I guess not. Yeah, I can't explain why this one would have gone on first. Then, in that case, there's a reason. I just can't remember. I mean, well, Joey Vegas read it, but yeah, I don't it's know according if to the reason. Yeah, yeah. I still think. I still to this day, I find it strange that McMahon hired on Jim Ross with his very heavy country twang sounding voice, being a northeast company. Oh. Yeah, he just got electrocuted, and now Abdul—oh my! Oh, he's stepping on stage hands. Look at him. He's just what? Look at this. He's just—he just got electric chaired, Abdul the Butcher, and now he's running. He's and, literally running and beating up all the stage hands that came down, dressed like doctors, zombies. Unbelievable. This coming from last week, where we just watched the big show, Paul White as the giant fall off of a building in a monster truck, and return to the ring with no scratches on his body, perfectly alive. And, uh, you know, some amazing things happen in WCW, folks. World Championship Wrestling is an amazing place. It's a fairy tale land. That's a good pause. Yeah, you just almost... Uh, a good pause right before the commercial. Gave some free publicity. Yeah, th it's amazing, though, like... That was horrible. Uh, because you think back then, you know, you think you don't think sports entertainment yet... But in this case, that's definitely sports entertainment. And like you said, you definitely have to be like, there's no way that this dude legitimately got electrocuted. No, this is this is a no. definite suspension of uh, disbelief. Yeah. All right. So we could uh, 
Well, first of all, before we get to the next watch along, which is uh, WrestleMania 17 yes, gimmick sir. battle royale, I, I, I'm going to find it real quick here on my uh, PCAC. And then uh, we're going to go to the PW120 before we watch the next match. Should be season 17. It is uh, season 17, for those of you keeping score at home. Episode one, there's only one episode under uh, WWE and WrestleMania. This is also the pay-per-view where we watched, um, I don't know, a few months ago when we watched the TLC2, right? Wasn't it at this show? Mm -hmm. And then uh, this is also where the show that features the highly talked about and very much remembered video package for uh, Austin Rock with the uh, Limp Biscuit My Way. And I would like to get you guys on on the same uh, level as me here or at the same spot as me for the listeners as well. There's two spots to begin from, and that's the intros or the start of the match. Let's so go to the intros. Yeah, we I think do we'll, the do intros. The, we'll do the intros. And uh, if you're on the network, it says Legends Return for the Gimmick Battle Royal. We'll get you the timestamp when we get back. Yeah, give me the timestamp because I don't have it. Yay! Yay! He likes us now. Maxwell likes us. Wait a minute. It didn't start over. Yeah, why didn't it do that? I don't know what that was, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't know what that was either. <laughs> I don't know why it did that. No, you Why is it not doing that? Just, I guess who cares? Fix it. Just play it. No, because we started playing it earlier, and then we just did it to check on it, and it, doesn't, it didn't restart itself. Yeah. Well, this is live radio, right? Live radio. Just there we go. I think I got it now. The Pro Wrestling 120, the fastest 120 seconds in pro wrestling. Hey, everybody, this is John JCD Dimaselli back for the PW120 here on Mark Side of the Ring Radio. And oh boy, we're all excited. MJF turned face. Yay! Yay! He likes us now. Maxwell likes us. No, you idiots. Obviously, for everybody jumping up and down last night, assuming that MJF turned face because of what happened with the firm and John Moxley and himself, you obviously don't remember or never watched the 1998 build of The Rock towards Survivor series deadly game the wwf title tournament it appeared around october of that year that rock was turning face the crowd just like they are with max right now was really into the rock it was an organic thing the crowd turned him rock didn't do anything on his own and heading into the tournament he was one of the guys besides stone cold steve austin who appeared like they were going to be a thorn in vince mcmahon's side even on the go home raw to survivor series rock rock bottoms vince and it is on like okay Rock's going to be the next big face of the company behind Austin. And that's it. That's the way it's going to go. Well, fast forward to Survivor Series 1998. And just when it seems like The Rock and Mick Foley are about to wrap up their match in the finals to crown a new WWF champion, 
Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon come out. Now, Shane McMahon had screwed Stone Cold Steve Austin earlier in the night, so they were riding high on that. Just when it seemed like they were out to help Mick Foley, Vince McMahon screws Mick Foley and sides with The Rock, giving The Rock his first WWF title. I expect a massive level MJF swerve at full gear next month that will lead MJF to winning the AEW world title and remaining a douchebag heel. For Mark Side of the Ring, this is John JCD Demicelli. Thank you, JCD. I don't know that little glitch uh, that we had there in the old the old Matrix, but uh, thank you very much for that. And on the subject of AEW, I'll be happy to report that uh, myself and Joey Vegas did get tickets to AEW coming back to the forum there on January 11. So we will be there for that uh, AEW Dynamite and uh, Rampage taping. It's the second time in the market, and I went to the first time, and I figured, I'll give it the second time. I'll give it a go. This will be your first AEW show in L.A. Correct. Yes, I went to All In and All Out. Actually, no, just All In. Didn't go to All Out. But I did go to uh, the first Double or Nothing as well in Vegas. Yes, you did. You were there when Moxley came out. Yes, so yes. it was it was the pop was huge. Yes. So before we get into the gimmicks, guys, I wanted to ask you with AEW these days, since I haven't been uh very into the product myself, how how is it going? I've been hearing rumblings, some frustration here and there. And how are we doing and how is it AEW seemed to come up years ago and really made some noise and people were getting excited. Where is it now? Well it's, it in your it's, heads? it's tailed off. Uh, in terms of viewership numbers, they're you know they're hanging around the million mark most most weeks, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, they were flying high until the pay per view where Punk and the Young Bucks and Omega and they all got in that huge fight, and uh, it's going to result in Punk getting fired, or they're in the apparently they're in the process of working on a buyout, so he's going to be out of there, and the fact is he was one of their very uh, high-drawing cards. Uh, he's a part of all the biggest pay-per-views they've ever done. So, you know, that's going to take a little little wind out of the old sails there. But apparently the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, who haven't been around since the fight, were at TV last night backstage, and apparently they're on their way coming back, um, which will give a much-needed boost because they need it. Um, and honestly, I, I, I skip most of Dynamite. I really... I used to be an avid two-hour watcher, and uh, I, I skip most of it only to watch the matches that I truly um, care about. But I, I think that has a lot to just do with my overall ugh, with American wrestling, as I complain about on my Twitter at Ford Complains. Uh, Very all, good, all the time. Yeah, you complain a lot. Vegas watches it probably a little more than well, maybe you, maybe you don't watch it a little more than I do because you do miss shows. I do miss shows, yeah, because I'm not there, and I just don't feel like going back to watch it. Yeah, because I mean, once um, you once you see the results, it's kind of hard to. Yeah, but it, the I think it helped when they were bringing in guys, and every week was like, okay, who's coming in? Who's gonna Who's gonna debut? Somebody's gonna debut. It's a big deal, whatever. But now, obviously, they have their roster, and they keep signing guys because well, you got a lot of guys that are hurt too, right? Cole's yeah, Cole's, Adam Cole's been out for months. He might not ever come back. Yeah, who knows? He's got a concussion problem, so that's. Up in the air. Yeah, then you have Punk on. Punk, I mean, he's injured anyway, but he hasn't been on. Then you have the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Cody Rhodes left. Yep. Um, you know, you have uh, Malachi Black's gone. Uh, you know, so House of Black is basically gone. Uh, 
Um, Danielson, Danielson doing. He's there. Yeah, yeah he had. A, I heard. I heard he had a good match last night on TV. Yeah, Danielson's right. there. Uh, Claudio's Moxley's there. Moxley's carrying there. the load, really. Yeah, and MJF. And MJF is back. MJF was gone for um, a few months. I saw his. He cut that nasty promo at the show that I was at, the first show that I was at, and then he went away for months, and he's back now, which he's like their big drawing card. And he's going up against Moxley for the belt at the pay-per-view in November, which he probably will win. If there's one one guy to keep on the roster and keep strong, it's Moxley. I've always thought that guy was a special talent for sure. Yeah, Yeah. and and MJF is the guy. And Jericho's elevating the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, Yeah. Jericho's phenomenal. That's amazing. You guys just listed out all those guys that are kind of out or injured or anything like that, and you can still pull out huge, huge talent like Jericho, Moxley, Danielson and and whoever else you were just naming it's and the young bucks will be back so hey it's still strong and I, I I do want to tune back in when I can but uh, good to hear so let's get this uh, battle royal going what do you say the gimmick battle royal is what we're doing next yeah, is from WrestleMania stamp? seventeen I'm coming up with the timestamp I'm trying to give the intro here but you're talking so yeah so it's WrestleMania seventeen two thousand and one if you've never seen it before they did a gimmick battle royal where they brought back. I'd say about I think seventeen total gimmicks. I believe I don't know the actual number, but but uh, the intros were the fun part. So we'll get you to the timestamp of the intros, and I'm at two sixteen fifty nine. I think it's two hours and sixteen fifty nine. Two hours. Two hours sixteen minutes and fifty nine seconds. Yes. Yeah, see, this is yeah. That's why because I'm I'm on Peacock and I'm gonna get ads every time I try to go ahead. Yeah, he's gonna get sixty seconds of ads. Yeah. Well, that's okay. So well, let me know when you guys are ready, and you can do the countdown, Joey Vegas, like you always do. And very pristine, very. I mean, that's very, the only thing I have on this show, so I might as well do true. it. You know? Yeah, you're lucky. We, you, we, you're lucky we give you that. Well, I mean, I did hear when I was not uh, available for a couple uh, uh, episodes. I heard the ratings were down. So you were I, missed. Yeah, the ratings you were, were down, deeply, but... sorely missed. Yeah, yeah. There was hate mail sent in over that. There was. They thought we. They people thought we fired your ass. Yeah, they and thought said, you were no, fired. No, unfortunately, we, we didn't. He's just busy. Yeah, I'm just busy. He's we out of town. We should have kayfabed his firing. We should have. We should have been like, but he's fired. You're fired. All right, we're, I'm getting. I got ten seconds left. This fucking peacock. Yeah. What do you want me to do? I wish we could fire you. I don't. Excuse me. What? Can't can't fire God. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Man, you know, man, your arms are a little too short yeah. to box with God. Yeah, Madness what's and the, I would do a great job. What's the two hours and what? Two hours, sixteen minutes, fifty-nine seconds. I think I'm gonna get hit with another ad. Yep. But this one's only fifteen seconds. Getting hit with the ads. Yeah, because and... I don't pay for Peacock because I have a network that I pay for every month. I, I know. I'm I'm actually using that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, how, how, how pathetic is this, Joey Vegas? He pays for the network. He's not using it. I'm using it. I'm ready to go. And he's dicking around with Peacock over there. 216 what? <laughs> 216.59. Okay, I'm right. I'm I'm getting closer. You got to edit this show. No, no. People get to hear this as it happens. This is live radio. Good God. All right, here we go. I'm seeing the attendance. Here we go. 
Well, are you going to count us down? 216. Well, I, I, at, I was going to, and he I'm just two, plays it. I'm at 216.58. I think he forgot. I think he literally forgot we were on air for like the last two minutes. Oh, he, he probably did. He, he literally did. Yeah. He's literally just doing his own thing over there. 216.58 well, is where I... Hold on, wait. Let me get you... On, two, but on behalf of Joey Vegas, my name is Mike Madness, and I would like to apologize to each and every person who listens to this show for the antics of our idiot host and head host of the show. If Mr. anybody Co- has listened Mr. to my Dick podcast... Moore, if anybody has listened to me, my live shows, my podcast for years, they know that this is what they get and this is what they love. All right. I'm at 216.59. You, you are some serious. You are a serious clown. Vegas, you use your fingers and count down from three, two, one. Yeah. I'll, total total yeah. clown shit. This guy. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll give you. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you the finger. Use, use your fingers and count down. Yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah. All right. Doink. Uh, <laughs> three, two, one. And you're playing. $67,925 in the Astrodome. $925? Oh, thousand. Is that what I said? Dollars? You said dollars. Well, you distracted me, <laughs> asshole. more than that. $67,925 fans. You guys should have Mean Gene Okerlund coming down. To yes. The ring. Yeah, he's coming here. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time Rest in peace. I think all the announcers that they have here are dead. Yeah, um, Bobby Heenan and Howard Finkel. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mean Gene. Can we count the guys that are dead in this? Yeah, ninety percent of them. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot. But you know who's no. not dead? Fucking Iron Sheik. That guy refuses to die. No, he ain't gonna go anywhere anytime soon. January. Um, letting everybody know, January we're gonna be doing these uh, shows as videos. You can uh, right now. You can pull us up on YouTube if you got like that YouTube gimmick where you can play videos in the background. And you like to listen to your podcast that way, you can now listen to Mark Side of the Ring on YouTube. So go ahead and look us up. You'll find it. You'll find us. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, you fucking dweebs. And here comes Heenan. The weasel. Heenan, Heenan and I got into a to get to a verbal spat one time. I'm glad he's dead. How about that? Oh. Oh, Not right. only did you just insult our entire listeners, you've also insulted a dead man who is a legend as a manager yep. and as a color analyst. So you are really you know what? out of the park here. I mean, he uh, he he uh, cut a promo on me, walked away, didn't give me a chance to respond. So, well, he probably weren't worth his time. Much like uh, here, here we go. All right, now we got the intros coming. We got the bushwhackers right, up first. Listen. Would you guys? What? I was going to ask, what would you guys think of the Bushwhackers when they would come down to the ring and lick people's faces and shit? Yeah, no, I think it's a great gimmick they should do now. That's a law. That's a lawsuit. Yeah, that, that was probably a lawsuit back then. Both these guys are still alive. Yes. Yes, both the Bushwhackers are still alive. Butch, uh, from the Hall of Fame induction of several years ago, it looked like he was shrinking. And now here comes Dick Ford's favorite. Duke the Dumpster Drose. How's he ahead of us? He is way ahead of us. Yeah, you're, dude, you're well, way Am ahead. I ahead of you guys? Okay, yeah. well, let's yeah. go back a little bit. No, but I don't know how you got ahead of us if we all hit play at the same time. Yeah, because now he's coming know. down. Here now. comes Madness's favorite, Duke the Dumpster Drosey. This right. is your favorite guy. Now By the way, now when are we going to do the, the top threes? Right after this, take it easy. Right. You look at, I mean, rush yeah. Are we going to do show. it during this? Well, no, he's because he, he's looking at the time. Yeah. And he's freaking out because he's like, oh, my God, we got to get this done in five minutes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, freaking out. I, I like to keep these podcasts under an hour. Right now, it ain't going to happen. No. <sighs> now, if you if you if here's the thing we're going we're who are listeners. 
There he is. We will go, we're going to go as long as we need to go here. We're not going to try to force. Wow, this is why we show. should only do one watch along a week. Yeah, this oh. guy. We have to get it under an hour. Now, how about we just go with the flow? Go with your flow. Yeah. Flow of the month. Even yeah. if you record for an hour and people listen at 1.5 times, it's not going to take them an hour to listen to us. Can I tell you about the time that Heenan and I got into a verbal spat and why I'm glad he's dead? No. You don't want me to expand on that story? <laughs> not really, because right. it's going to be one of those things where you ran into him. He said something to you. He probably owned you. You were sitting there with your hand on your dick and the other one with your tongue and your mouth and just, wow. just ready to shit your pants because you didn't know what to say. Wow. Now, here comes John Tenta, Earthquake, uh, who uh, also had a pretty terrible gimmick, uh, the shark and avalanche in WCW. What we want to focus on here are these gimmicks and what we think of them. And, and, and were they any Was Earthquake a good gimmick? No. Is that a, we, even a see, gimmick? We can't, we, we can't do this if we're going to do our list because what if one of these guys are on our lists? Then so fucking be it. Jesus. Like the, like the goon, a hockey player. Listen, I love hockey, so the goon's number one in my book. Yeah, but he comes from an era. Or in my heart, I should say. He, he comes from the era where everybody had a job gimmick. Those boots, though, he would wear. I don't understand how he got around. He would wear boots that were like ice skates. This feels like you could twist his ankle very easily. This is doink number seven. Here comes doink. This probably... I don't know who's playing Doink here at this point. Is it the Steve Lombardi? I'm sure we could find that out. But. Dude, you know, they did a really good job of making them all look alike. <laughs> yeah, they, they really did. Because I would have never been able to tell that Doink was played by a different person. I never knew until Whether, later on in my life. Yeah, Matt Bourne or the fucking other guy or the other, Ray, whatever his name was. or I'd have no clue. I love how this dude's name is Kimchi. Kamala Harris. Kim Actually, you know what? Kim Shi is the Brooklyn Brawler. That's who that is. That's oh, interesting. In there. Yes. And uh, Kamala, rest in peace, who lost his legs to diabetes before he passed away. Oh, God, Repo Ray. Man. We think Repo Man better than uh, Smash or Smash better than Repo Man? Oh, Smash. <laughs> but I'll tell you something. I've always said this, this gimmick gets a lot of trash on it, the Repo Man gimmick, but... I always thought Barry Darso nailed it for what it was supposed to be, even though it's terrible. I think he did well with it. Looks like Zorro. So what happened was with the thing with Heenan. Oh, he's going to make sure he, we hear the story. Just today. It's real brief. It's real brief. Yeah. All I said was I, I, I made fun of the fact that Pete Rose was getting inducted into the WWFE Hall of Fame. And I was like, Pete Rose and Heenan ranted about how Pete Rose has done more for the business than I'll ever know. And uh, he scolded me and then he turned around and he walked away. I was never able to even defend my position or anything like that. Well, and if I had known that about, oh, say 20 years ago. When I ran into Pete Rose in a sports book at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, I would have asked him for you because I did see him there and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. After all the allegations and everything, he's just going to freely sit in the sports book. But he did have someone making bets for him. You got Michael P.S. Hayes coming down here with a Confederate flag waving over his back. Yeah, yeah can't do that. That, that wouldn't that wouldn't fly today. Ew, no, can't do that. Even in, even in Texas, I'm surprised he has not been canceled for this. Probably because people just don't care. 
you know, what has to happen is just one loud enough liberal has to get a hold of it and care enough. And it's just from the past. It's, I don't think they're going to go through everything. And if they had to edit everything from the past for WWE, there would not be much content left because someone's offended by everything. That's true. Even the one man gang coming out here, you know. Although I think you should have came out as a keen. That was a funnier gimmick. Dancing around. The African dream. And the gobbledygooker. Vince McMahon's favorite gimmick. You know, that's how good Survivor Series 1990 was to me. That that debuted the gobbledygooker, and it's still the best Survivor Series I've ever seen. <laughs> and there it is. Who are they signing? Know, Who did they sign at around this time that they thought there's gonna they were gonna for they were gonna be the guy that comes out of the egg? Ric Flair. Thank you. They he thought Ric Flair was, was gonna come out of an egg, and also the Undertaker thought he was gonna be the egg guy. Yeah, yeah Undertaker. Did, yeah. That's who I'm thinking of. Well, Undertaker debuted earlier in the show at that show. Yeah, was, it was Undertaker that thought, oh, they're gonna screw me and put me in the egg. Yeah. Yeah. There's tugboat. Madness tugboat. I'd guy. like to Fred Ottman, Tugboat, also Typhoon, is a follower on Instagram of our show. And I'd like to thank him for that. Mark Side of Ring. That's right. And it's the same now on Twitter and Instagram, both Mark Side of Ring. We so got that, the the out. Yeah, so the uh, <laughs> so uh yeah, you can find us on Instagram and, and Twitter now. Both uh handles are the same, and that will also be our Twitter handle because Twitter handles I mean not Twitter. YouTube handles are coming, and uh, our YouTube handle will also be at Mark Side of Ring. Hillbilly Jim, I, I don't know about you, but I loved Hillbilly Jim mm-hmm. and the Godwins. There's pictures. I absolutely loved them. I have pictures of uh, me at a WWF show with the red, white, and blue ropes in the 80s, and uh, Hillbilly Jim's in the ring. I was always a fan of Hillbilly Jim because I was a little kid. Yeah, the Godwins. Hillbilly Jim was a tad underrated. I always enjoyed Hillbilly. In pretty good shape. Oh, too. speaking of Bruce Pritchard. There he is. I love you. Easily one of the most annoying characters we've ever seen. I'll give him that. And in a good way. Yeah, not in a good way. I hated him. Just wanted yeah, to punch him. A little bit of both. Like I, I hated it. I, I don't enjoy it, but it also was heelish enough to where I just couldn't stand him, so a little hey, bit but, of both. But I mean, I guess if if you're going to I mean, if he's going to play a heel and you can't stand him, I mean, that means he was successful. Well, there's two ways to view that. There's the I can't stand him heel and then there's that like they call it X-Pac heat, I believe, where they actually just don't want you there, like just get the fuck out of here. Some people it's say not there's no difference. Heat. Yeah, some people say there's no difference. Yeah, I can see that. But to me there is a bit of a difference. But here's Sergeant Slaughter. The chin. The chin man. You puke. I mean, I will say this. <clears throat> if you can go to Comic-Cons and signings years, years later, or you could still come out to a whole new generation, because I guarantee you if Sergeant Slaughter came out right now in the, the closet, yes, oh. in the WWE right now, he would get a tremendous pop. Yeah, most likely. I think you're right on that. I I don't think the gimmick. I don't think the army man gimmick dies. I think it's just a 
you know, if anything, I mean, it might be a heel at this point again. But but whatever. like you, but like you have half these guys in here, and people now they'd come out and be like, most ninety five percent wouldn't even know who the heck they are. They know the Gooker because well, he's already out, he's done. See ya, and <clears throat> you know they would know him just because of the the lore. But I think I disagree with you. You don't I don't think, think many would people would know the Goker. I think the only ones that are like even no, I'm somewhat recognizable here would be the Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter. I, I don't think, think you guys are all wrong. Mm-hmm. I think everybody in this, if they came out right now, would 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 be known by ninety percent of the audience. Would be known? No, would I know. don't know about that. Oh, I, I don't think ninety percent. Absolutely. What makes Dude, you this, think? What makes you think this company's made new fans? The, the, <laughs> what makes you think that? Like, the, the children and the merch that they sell, that's who. No. That's who they sell to. All the merch that's sold is to children. And these this was this we're watching was 21 years ago, and the, these are throwbacks. So think yes, about listen, that. Listen, so they just did they just did a 25-year DX reunion, and everybody in the crowd knew who they were. But that's different. That's I mean, because still. Triple H has not been Triple H has not been uh He's been in the industry. He's been in the business the whole time. He hasn't I promise left. you. More DX people come back watch Raw. Times. More no, you're people wrong. You're watch wrong. Raw over nope. the age of 50. I'm sorry. That's their demographic. It is. It is. Well, then, I'm sorry. And then, then if that's the case, in about 20, 30 years, wrestling is gone from yes, this no, country. Yes, no. Listen, Monday Night Raw is very much in trouble in terms of having a young viewer. AEW typically will have more young viewers so you're saying that the, it's older people in their 40s and 50s who have kids who are younger who are buying their kids merch to try to get them into this shit, and that's who's watching it? The the the, the demographics are there. I don't know about that. What do you think about 18 this to 49. Theory? No, I, I I think I think uh, Clown Shoes over here is way off base. No, I'm not, I'm not, you, you're, you're way off the base. The proof is in the pudding. No, no, you're way off base. Average age. Us. Here we go. I'll, I'll, I'll look it you up. Think, I'll give you, you actual. You, you I'll think give you, I'll give you data? Okay. You think that Hillbilly Jim is going to come out and and they're going to know who he is? Yeah, they're going to know who Doink is. They're going to know who the Sheik is probably because they have Twitter and Sheiky's on Twitter. Good old Sheiky baby. Uh, they're not going to have any idea who Brother Love is, Love is unless they listen to the Bruce Pritchard podcast. Okay, Sergeant Slaughter. They'll know Kamala. I think they uh, most people would probably know. But they're not going to know the Bushwhackers. I mean, maybe the Bushwhackers because they're a little bit later. But they're not going to know who Hillbilly Jim is. They're not going to know uh, who, who, you know, most of these people are. The goon. So, the dumpster. Duke the dumpster. So yeah, nobody's going to know that. The um, the median age. That was the quickest battle royal in the history of battle royals. The Sheik Three baby. minutes and 50 seconds, the Iron Sheik just won the battle royal. And you guys know why he won the battle royal? Because he's because- the Sheik. He could not know. He no, won this he battle could. royal because he was physically unable yeah. to go over the top rope. He couldn't go over the top rope. That is what I read or I heard. If I'm wrong, I'll no, no, gladly you, no, admit you're that. right. So the median age in 2006 was 33 years old. In 2016, the median age is 50, was 54. <laughs> Where are you getting this data? Um, this one was that that link was on Uprox. So, so here, I'm going to get you another one here. I'm going to get you another one. So this is from during an episode of Wrestling Observer Live, an update was provided on where the biggest age of pro wrestling fans sits at. The age still remains 
at 50 plus, which causes controversy in the way WWE is booking, blah, blah, blah. This article was written in 2018. Um, there's another one here. Deadspin, 2017. The median age of TV wrestling viewers has nearly doubled. So pro wrestling isn't kid stuff. In fact, it's viewed on television by an audience that's much older than you think. There is actual data. Don't just All make right. this stuff up. Well, if you say so, then it's hard to in believe given the content that they're putting out there. In 2000, the median age of a pro wrestling viewer was 28 years old. Okay? In 2000. Here, here here's my thing. It's now nope. 54. Nope. Stop. Stop right there. <laughs> Vegas, no, no. You can't deny no, it. No, no, no. No, you can't deny no, you it can't. because you're talking about viewership on TV. Yes. No, but no. Viewership on TV is 100% different than people that go to the shows. It's not. People right. that go He's to the right. shows are younger. It's not. Joey Vegas yes, is, is right. Because here's the thing. The viewership of people who are watching, they have their kids at home. Who owns the TV or the 50-year-olds who owns the home is the 50-year-olds. You don't know the, the, the age of the people who are sitting in front of the TV. You don't know no, that. No, you don't. That, and, that's, and, that's, and that's why you can't do ratings. That's oh, why that's right. we'll just disregard. <laughs> no, no. We'll just disregard TV ratings. No, no. I'm not saying the ratings themselves. But if I, if I turn the TV on at this house... Look okay. at the audience. Look at who sold all those crappy, ugly, fruity pebble John watch Cena shirts. I don't shows. see. I don't watch see. the shows on TV. Then watch. But I always see our children. I watch see children. Raw. Watch John Cena's shirts. How many color shirts does he have? Watch Raw. Where do you see adults wearing John you Cena shirts? You can see the None faces in the crowd. Just watch the TV, and you'll see what I'm talking it. about. Mm -hmm. See, oh, so you guys are going to tell me that there's young people in the crowd, but you don't even watch it to know that there's actual young people in the crowd. You're just telling me that there's young first, people in the first crowd. First of all, I do watch it. Not not every week, but I do turn it on guys, from time to time. Kids can't afford the tickets. Well, okay? Of course, the parents are taking the kids, <laughs> well, but what I'm yeah. taking, and, and that's what I'm saying, but most of the people that are going to be at these events, I'm telling you, it's not over 50% of the people aren't going to know these guys from the 80s. And hell, even a 50-year-old. It's fortunate that we Listen, can't actually we can't actually prove this. But here's no, but but, I can tell you that that's probably not the but case. But just because you're 50, just because the median viewer is 50, doesn't mean that they watched in the 70s and 80s. Does it? No, it doesn't. This is true. I, right. I guarantee you. They could be watching because the kids are watching it. I, I I I can almost guarantee that if it actually happened, which it, it won't happen, but if it happened, people would know who these people are. They're not bringing back characters. They're not bringing back people that weren't popular at some point. They're bringing back character. You know, this gimmick battle royal was was characters that were yes back then. Yes. That's 21 yeah. years ago. So you're telling me if the goon came out, nobody, most of the people aren't going to have any idea who the goon freaking is. Yeah. Hell, I barely have an idea who the goon freaking is. Okay, because well, we'll just agree to disagree. Well, no, I mean we're right, you're wrong. It's, it's as simple as that. There can't be a right and wrong because look, we can't, let's look at we, let's we collect some more data on that for our next show. Joey Vegas, you do your research. Dick, you keep doing yours. I'll look at mine. We'll talk about it again, but. To, to move it along here. Yeah, we got to do our top three so we can get out of we do, here. We will, we will. But I just it just came through. We knew it was going to happen, but I believe uh, it's official now that the, the deal is closed and uh, Elon Musk owns Twitter. Officially. Oh, it's official. It is official yeah, nice. as of eight minutes, 11 minutes ago. Do they get? Uh, do we get I'm blue checks here. if we have Twitter blue now? Because he said he was going to do that. Hope I don't know anything about check marks or anything <laughs> else that's going to happen. Uh, much like every other high publicity, publicized story that comes through that's been blown out of proportion 
not much is going to change. No, that's what I think. It's going to be very similar. And this could have all happened behind the scenes and nobody had to make a deal of it. Now everyone's yelling at each other because the left wants to be censored. But anyways, let's do our top threes. And I do have lists, but I won't read them since we're running low on time. But I think you'd like them. (laughs) Let's get through this. Yes, let's do it. Oh, so apparently, hold on, because you just broke that news, but you didn't break the full story. Twitter's. Twitter's not a fucking Twitter's CEO, Parag Agarwal, CFO Ned Siegel, and Chief Content Moderator Vijaya Gade, who got Twitter to ban Donald Trump, got them to ban political ads and censor the Hunter Hunter Biden story, have all been fired. I love it. They cleaned up. Elon cleaned house. But he did say he's not going to fire 75% of the staff. No, but he he is going to fire a lot of people because... Twitter is way overvalued. He he paid forty million to or uh, forty billion too much. I'm excited about them cleaning up the uh, the fake bots and fake followers for all these uh, left wing politicians. So yeah. that'll be exciting. But in the in the scheme of things, let's keep it going here. Start with your top three worst gimmicks. You know we don't have to go round table here. I, you don't have to do them in order. Joey Vegas, why don't you start? Yeah, I mean the worst gimmicks uh, of all time. You go off the top of your head. Oh, huh. Going off the top of your head? Well, I I didn't write them down. Unbelievable. Yeah. So so I I, I most ill prepared motherfucker on this show. Go ahead. No, I'm done. Fuck you. <laughs> no, no. You go first then. I'll give you my fucking. Yeah, you, I'll you, give you my. I'll give you my order. Yeah. Number three, Glacier. You're an idiot. He was great. No, no, he wasn't. For the time that the era that he was in, he was in the wrong era because they were trying to do realistic stuff and they had a guy coming out playing Mortal Kombat. Number two, Beaver Cleavage. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Nobody okay. knows who that is. That was yeah. Chaz, who was also uh, headbanger uh, Mosh. Mosh, yeah. While Thrasher was injured, he did a they did a throwback. Beaver cleavage is a throwback to Leave It to Beaver, which was a television <laughs> show when your TV was black and white and had no color. They were throwing back to a gimmick from the fifties. Leave it up to Vince. And uh, it was horrible. And there was a lot of like uh, sexual innuendo with him and his valet, who was his mother. And uh, it was uh, it was uh, sick. It didn't last long. And I did learn today that she died actually in 2004 from breast cancer at the age of 35. So rest in peace, Mrs. Cleavage. And number one, the worst gimmick of all time, not not going into the 90s where they had all the job gimmicks. I wanted to stay away from that as much as I could. So it's not going to be the goon. Or the dumpster, or Mantar, or whatever else crap there was in that era. But I did go to that era, but I went with the stalker. They took Barry Windham, oh, yeah. and they made him the stalker, <laughs> and he never had a chance to succeed. All right, Vegas. Yes. Tell us your three worst. Yes. Well, not in a particular order. Uh, but Eugene, uh, I loved uh, Nick Dinsmore, but uh, Dinsmore, but Eugene playing a, a, a retard. Yes, you could say that. No, I'm not. You oh, two did, oh. but I won't. Uh, <laughs> we already said it on the show. Yeah, I know we did. It's already rated R for the show. Sorry, guys. We're already banned. I used uh, the retard uh, word. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you used it. Yeah, Nick Dinsmore, Eugene. I didn't. I didn't like it. I thought it was stupid. I did see the point. Eventually, he became you know great. Whatever, fine. Uh, also, uh, I did not. You, 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 I don't know if you guys will remember this. Do you remember the uh, the fat chick thriller? Oh yeah, Mike Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mike oh, Awesome yeah. was great. 
Mike Awesome was great uh, as that gimmick of just Mike Awesome, but I didn't like the fat chick uh, thriller. Uh, and Vince then, Russo would tell you that you're fucking out of your mind. I think that was a Russo idea. Well, uh, of course it was. <laughs> of course. And then the other worst gimmick, we're going to go to the WCW. And out of some of the gimmicks, he ha- probably has one of the best. He definitely has one of the best on my list, so I'm going to spoil it again. But uh, <clears throat> it's going to be seven, uh, a.k.a. Dustin Rhodes. Uh, in WCW, oh, seven, yeah. yeah, it was crap. It didn't last long. Man. No, no, but it was just well, it didn't last because it was terrible. Madness, very true. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my top three right in order, and I did extract one occupational gimmick from the mid '90s in WWF, and uh, I've selected TL Hopper, who was a wrestling plumber who would come down with a uh, a plunger to the ring. I uh, I just had to put that on there. You can't neglect that. Uh, I also went with number two is Bastion Booger. Mm-hmm. I believe that was just a insult to our intelligence to put somebody who looks like he works at a gas station in the ring and just a mound of disgust and no talent. And just there was nothing really there. And to me, the number one worst gimmick of all time actually went to a decent worker, but it actually ruined his career. In my opinion, we're going back to the late 80s, WWF and the Red Rooster. Oh, yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be a fucking rooster. That's like putting, that's like putting polka dots on Dusty. It's really it really is that. And yep. and I just thought that he had to, he, even in his interviews he'd end them with his cockadoodle do. He would do that. It's like he, no one no one wants to hear that. So I can't the believe the Shockmaster did not make anybody's list. Too easy. Too, e- too that's, easy. That's true. Too easy. Yeah. That's too what easy. I thought. That's why I was like. Everybody's going to pick him. Speaking of the All Red right. Rooster, uh, any cock will do. Vegas, um, do you want to give us your, uh, top, your favorites? Your yeah. top three favorites? Yeah, my favorites. Favorite yeah, so my favorites, as I alluded to with seven. In order? No, not in order. Okay. Uh, Gold Dust? Number three, but well, not in order. With not in, I didn't say okay. number three. Damn it. I said Gold Dust. All right. I think what he did with that character was phenomenal. I'll put your list in order. Go ahead. Gold Dust? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, these are my favorites, not okay. the best or the worst. Uh, the Godfather, uh, because that's who I uh, aspire, inspired to be. Is, was it aspired to be? You inspired, inspired to be. Inspired, yeah, I was inspired. inspired. You aspired to be him. Aspired, yeah. Aspired. Aspired, inspired. He inspired you to be a, 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 a pimp. Yeah, but I failed. You did so, not, yeah, you did yeah, not. So that's well. why, But so I pay people, so he's, you know, one of the guys I pay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and he owns a strip club. Go figure that one out. Uh, but the number one that I picked... We talked about him before. So this is an order. Well, no, but you were putting him three, two, one. So that's yeah. why I'm on, you're, saying them you're, you're you're killing the flow, Ford. Sorry. Well, that's what he does. Oh my God. Yeah, he's a fucking walking circus. I'm just trying to understand. He said it's not in order. Then he said number one. Joey Vegas, give us your number one. <laughs> I, like I just want to, I just want to, just kill you. <laughs> this is the this is the true crime podcast. Yeah, I just want to kill you. My number one. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. So it is in order. No. Okay. You said give me your number one. So I said right. my number one because you said it. All right. Madness. I'm gonna inter- I'm gonna interrupt everything you say. Jerk I off. like that. Austin's one of my favorites, but I almost feel like that's not even a gimmick. That's just the man I, himself. I know. That's I struggle, but I'm like, if I thought of gimmicks, he played a gimmick. He played the uh, you know, I guess sure. you could also say DX2 was a gimmick uh, too, but I don't know, really, I just, everybody, everybody's a gimmick of some sort. But yeah. I went with heavier, heavier, more noticeable gimmicks. And the first one, my number three, which is actually one of yours, is Goldust. I think that was uh, the reason I picked Goldust is because I, I feel like he was edgy. 
He came in in that uh, late 95 when the business was really struggling. He, he maybe started pushing that edge a little bit more before they really needed to turn to the Attitude Era. So Goldust all the way through. Uh, number He's two. Androgynist. The androgynous one. <laughs> uh, number two, I, I, I'm going to pick, pick this guy, but only part of his run is heel doink. As, as I thought, that was an outstanding gimmick for the time, especially – uh, coming off the the whole car- cartoony Hogan era and everything like that, I really liked heel doink. I thought he was sadistic. They could have gone way done way more with that, and they they blew it. And my number one favorite gimmick, look, it's Razor Ramon. It just was. That's that, a good. Yeah, that's a good number one. That's a good. That one, was yeah. a cool. That was a cool fucking a gimmick for the time. Yeah. He was a badass. He, I mean, he made a mullet look cool. You know, and again, much like Heel Doink, he came around right around the same time in that late '92, mid late '92, after the Hogan era, and they were they didn't know where they're going as a company. And I feel like he, his his gimmick was also ahead of his time as a heel. Uh, he obviously turned babyface because the crowd wanted to cheer him, but Razor Ramon all the way, man, great gimmick. All right, very good list, very good list. Number three uh, for me. This is an order. Uh, number three for me is the Million Dollar Man. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Ted DiBiase, great heel. I love the promos where he'd kick the basketball and the kid was dribbling. It was good. good it was a good that's, villain that's character. Absolutely. Vince McMahon come to life. True. Uh, number two, he was actually in the gimmick battle royal. and Madness brought it up and asked us about him. That's why I got so damn offended. But Earthquake is my number two favorite gimmick. How the fuck is Earthquake wow. your favorite gimmick? He was just a big fat guy. Yeah, on the no, and, and, around the ring. Yeah, and 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 living in Southern California, we're afraid of earthquakes. And as a kid, I was afraid of earthquakes, and and earthquakes and are very devastating. And he sat on Hogan's chest, okay, on the Brother squashed, Love show. He squashed a snake. He squashed Lucifer, he, right? Or was it Damien? Yeah, well, Damien, close. <laughs> Lucifer, Damien. Lucifer, Damien. Well, Lucifer Damien, was thing. the name of the second snake then. After Damien was destroyed. I only remember Lucifer. Damien. And then he had a little Revelation was his uh, other snake when he returned in 96. I know all the snake names. Oh, yeah, Revelation makes sense because he was like a born-again fuck. Yeah. yeah, you know that. You well, love your born-again Christian. You're just dis- right, disallowed now. What's your number one? Why? Because you liked Earthquake. Earthquake? Come on, guys. When he sat on Hogan's chest on, um, what was it? Uh, was it Brother Love? I feel like it was the Brother Love show, right? Yeah, it was one of those. It was one yeah, of those or it was skits. a Piper's thing. Either way, when he sat on Hogan's chest, I was believing that this could be the end of Hogamania because I thought, how could Hogan beat another giant? Yeah, I loved Earthquake. and He did the thing, but he, he bounced around. Come on. Now, I understand that John Tenta in all Japan is probably a better wrestler than Earthquake. But yeah, as a gimmick, Earthquake. You guys can eat a dick. All right. All right. Hey, uh, these are, you know, these are not, our, you know, we can always banter, but hey, these are not the best. These are your favorites. So yeah. we really can't argue. All I right, wanted so to pick D- something that I knew you guys wouldn't pick, something obscure, something I actually DBS-y, didn't like. You got DBS, Earthquake, and number one is? Heel Doink. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. That that can't makes sense because yeah. you love Doink. Yes, I love Doink the Clown. I love Bozo the Clown. I love clowns. I love Heel Doink. You, you love John Wayne Gacy clown. Yes, Pogo. When he did the when when Doink did the the arm the arm thing, he ripped the arm off and started beating the shit out of Crutch. Uh, Crush <laughs> oh, that was great with the yes. cast. Oh and, uh, my god! And the, and, the and flower. You guys, before we before we get out of here, I wanted to mention two quick gimmicks that I came up with that I thought oh, had a lot of potential. Rules. This guy changed the rules. He didn't tell us to get two gimmicks that we thought had potential. 
Well, you can come up with them yourself. I Go just ahead. do my own my own shit here, and you guys can comment on it, come up with your own bullshit on the fly. I don't care. Two gimmicks that I thought were very good but didn't work out. It was in 95 when Dan Spivey came in as Waylon Mercy. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool character that would have worked about two years later. Do you remember this guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just saying. He had a cool edge to him. He looked like a Wyatt family member, you know, 20 yeah. years before that went down. Yeah. And then... You might remember him. You might not. 2008 of Oct- October 2008 was a character named Kazarni. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had some vignettes. Vignettes yeah. come in and he was a circus guy. He spoke in uh, whatever that language was. That Carney. Weird, Carney language. Yeah. yeah. Like that's where Cape looked, comes from. Yeah, Cape. He, he looked right. He looked like a bit of a, a, a clown in that's, his own sense, a circus guy. They used to all talk like that. Yeah. The kids, a, I, and they, uh, Hogan even talks like that, where he would use the Z's in his words, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Ms. Ark, you know, Kiz Arnie. So that's where that name came from, is they all right. talk like that in the in the Carney, the Carney lingo. There's a movie called Carney where they talk like, they talk like uh, old carnival guys. That's where the whole wrestling language comes from. I'm surprised none of us picked the oddities for our worst gimmicks. I, I was... Yeah, it's hard to pick anything from the Attitude Era. Really, that, that is true. That I do true. have so I do have a couple lists. You guys care? Do you want to do them? I, I'll tell you what. It's up to clown shoes. Oh wow! Because the, it's past. I'll tell you hour. what, guys. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you guys the headlines of each of the lists, and you tell me which ones you want me to pass or, or read. Uh, the first one is the worst WWE gimmick every year from 1990 to 1999. The other one is the ten worst and best wrestling gimmicks ever. And the last one here are the five worst gimmicks. This I did this one for Dick Ford. The five worst gimmicks from the Ruthless Aggression Era. You want me to read any of those? If not, we can pass. Well, I know Dick Ford does not want you to read a damn thing. He wants to get out of here. No, I mean, but you, you could read. You could read the best. Uh, you know, the gimmicks if you want to do from the ninety edit. to ninety nine. Yeah, do the ninety to ninety nine. All right. Yeah, fine. All right, guys. I'll I'll go through this here. You guys interject if you want to. What we got here is the worst WWE gimmick every year uh, from nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety nine. If I said best and worst, it's only the worst. Okay, so in nineteen ninety, they gave that to. And by the way, I should mention this is from uh, the Sportster. By Dennis Clawson, pu- published uh, in January of this year. Okay, and in 1990 it was Dusty Rhodes with the polka dots. 1991 Repo Man. 1992 I don't agree with this at all. Rick the Model Martel. Oof. Yeah, how could Nin- you agree with nin- that? You think he's a Hall of Famer? He is. <laughs> 1993 we saw him earlier today. The Giant Gonzalez. 1994 Quang, who was. Savio Vega before he was Savio Vega. 1995, another one we could have mentioned, Isaac Yankum DDS. Ooh. Kane and the fake Razor and Diesel. There's a couple other uh, gimmicks that you could have shit on. I mean, when I picked Razor Ramon, I was picking the original, not that 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 rehashed joke. Uh, 1996, The Ringmaster. Stone Cold Steve Austin. 97, you got Chainsaw Charlie. 98 was The Man's Man, Stephen Regal. Whoa, whoa, that was a great one. I don't know about you guys. That, that was great. Well, and in 1999, they gave, they gave it to Gilbert. <laughs> He's a man's man. <laughs> and uh, going through the best and worst, you know, I'm not going to go through it. We've named a lot of these already today and have talked about them. So I won't go through that. And the only one I got left here is Dick Ford. If he wants to hear the Ruth's Aggression 5, I'll read it. Go ahead. Okay. You got Vito in a dress. 
the dicks do we remember the dicks i like little they, dick and big dick they were uh stripper gimmicks and oiled each other up on the way to the ring yeah it was yeah. not good no it wasn't good i don't remember a lot of this because i i tuned out during the ruthless aggression era most of it uh three was the ecw zombie <laughs> yeah it was on the first episode <laughs> yeah uh number two is uh kerwin white chavo guerrero uh yeah. uh-huh that's when he was starting and, to dress like a tennis player and he wore the yeah preppy bitch. and number yeah. And number one was mentioned uh, by Joey Vegas earlier was Eugene. Yeah, Eugene, not good. He played the retard. That's, yeah, and imagine him doing it that now. Yeah, God, yeah you can't get away with that now. So that no. was our uh, that was kind of our gimmick show. We we wanted to do that here because this is our episode closest to Halloween, and we wanted to do something that uh, made sense, unlike what Dick Ford likes to do, the fucking clown himself. Wow. So so uh, madness. Uh, just to, just to give a little. Uh, a little uh, teaser, teaser, teaser. Teasers. Teasers coming up. If you want to know, our next show looks like it's going to be November 10th. I have it right and, here. Yeah. And we are we are going to do the November pay-per-views for uh, the two companies. So we're going to be doing World War Three. We're going to watch one of the Battle Royals. You said 97 here, right? I think we'll do 97 since it's the 25-year uh, anniversary. We also are going to play a little game. We have been given by our buddy Heavy Hep a... A, a graphic of a st- of different WCW wrestlers, and we are going to build our own stable with fifteen dollars using their monetary values. We will get more into that on the show. So we got that, and uh, we're going to discuss basically everything World War Three since we haven't done that yet, and it's uh, it's November. So that was the WCW pay per view for them, and uh, we'll have that for you. Yeah, then our uh, second show in November, we're going to do a Survivor Series uh, show, and then our first show in December, we're going to do our we're going to cast our ballot this year for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, like we did last year in oh. our pre episodes before we launched. Uh, you can go back and listen to those. And trust me, there's a lot of head scratching picks from the other two guys here. Rocky but, Johnson uh, still deserves to be in. Yeah. And uh, there's new rules this year for the Hall of Fame, and I'll have all of that. I have all that. We'll just break all that down. And then we will end the year there toward the end of December with our Mark Side Hall of Shame, our first yes. time in the Hall of we will, Shame. We will be building our very own Hall of Shame, and every December, uh, I think that'll become our tradition. At the end of the year, we will... Probably include some sort of uh, Christmas theme bullshit with it, but we'll we'll make it a hall of shame every year, and uh, that will grow and become a thing. And then starting in January, you'll get to watch these two clowns on video. Oh, you get to see my beautiful face as well. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah, on video. Really excited about it. Mm-hmm, sure you are. Yeah, it'll be fun. Everyone else can throw up while looking at you, other than just me. Instagram, Twitter. The handles are the same at Mark side of ring. We dropped the, the, we get the, the out. So, uh, Mark side of ring on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget. You can listen to these shows on YouTube. Now look us up on YouTube and don't forget to hit the, uh, subscribe button for the biggest mark on the show. Madness for the second biggest mark on the show. Vegas. I am Ford, and we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks for World War Three, nineteen ninety-seven. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening at Markside of Ring. Follow us. And so, goodbye, <laughs> and good.
Night. Bang.